the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And understand what was grave to God was accepted and common and normal and legal to the people of Sodom. And the fact that it was accepted and common and normal and legal didn't matter to God and it didn't change his judgment of those cities. God judges according to his own set of standards, not society's standards. Not the standards of the culture. He uses his own standards for judgment. And his standard is the word. Just because something is familiar and legal doesn't mean the Lord approves. There are plenty of examples of this in society today, but this idea is not new. The Old Testament was full of socially accepted practices that were displeasing to the Lord. As Pastor Dan encourages you in today's lesson, you must test what is conventional against the Word of God. There are also a few questions you could ask yourself, such as, does this bring glory to God? Am I loving my neighbor with my actions? Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Uh, The Lord God here decides to tell Abraham what he's doing, specifically regarding the judgment of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. So too with us. The Lord tells us what he's doing in the world regarding his judgment that is to come. In fact, God gives us very specific details in his word about his future judgment of this world. He he describes in his word the events that will lead up to his judgment in this world. Many of those things that he describes in his word we see happening in the world right now. He describes them as labor pains or or contractions, and I would say 2020 has been one great big contraction, hasn't it? He describes not only the events leading up to the time of judgment that will take place in the world, but he also describes the events that will take place during the time of judgment upon the earth, what the Bible calls the tribulation period. The tribulation is a seven-year period where God pours out his judgment upon the earth for its wickedness. God has told us these things. He's told us what he's doing. God has told us these things in the Bible so that we can recognize and understand the times that we're living in and so that we're not completely overwhelmed and freaked out when we see 
these things happening in the world that are happening in the world right now, even with God's word, it's still very unsettling, isn't it? To see these things happening. And we read about them in the scriptures, but then to see them actually happening in the world. Even for us as believers, it's, it's still unsettling. In verse 18, God says, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed through Abraham. And that's because through Abraham will come the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. So all the nations of the world are blessed through Abraham because through him will come Jesus Christ. Verse 19, God says, For I have known him, speaking of Abraham, look what it says, In order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Now, verse 19 is a very profound verse. And you need to, you need to pay careful attention to what God says here. God says that he has known Abraham. And the word known here, it means to know intimately. God had a, a close personal relationship with Abraham. In fact, Abraham is called the friend of God in the Bible. But God goes on to say the reason he has known Abraham is in order that Abraham may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice. One of the reasons God chose Abraham and had a relationship with Abraham was so that Abraham could change his family tree. So that Abraham could teach his children and all his household to know God and to follow his ways. Listen, if you're a Christian, specifically, I say this to fathers, but it's true for all parents, both mother and father. God has called you and saved you, not just to save you, but he has called you and saved you so you can alter the destiny of your family. You can change your family tree forever. It's not just about you going to heaven. It's about you as a parent, a father or a mother. It's about you changing the destiny of your children, of your family. As Christian parents, we bear the responsibility of leading our families and following Christ and teaching them to keep the ways of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice. Righteousness here, it speaks of our internal obedience to God. Justice speaks of our external behavior towards others. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says specifically to fathers, Fathers, bring up your children in the training and admonition of the Lord. As parents, we have this great privilege. We have this great privilege of leading our family, follow Christ, and fulfilling God's purpose and plan for our family. And notice at the end of verse 19, God goes on to say that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. It was in fulfilling his family responsibility that Abraham would see God's promises fulfilled. It was in fulfilling his family responsibility that Abraham would see God's promises Fulfilled. And I believe that God has a plan and a destiny for every family. And as parents, we have this responsibility to fulfill, to lead our families and to teach them to follow Christ 
so that God can fulfill his plan for our family. There's a sense here that Abraham has to do his part as the father and as the patriarch of his family to, to teach them to follow God so that God can fulfill his purpose and plan through Abraham. Very, very profound what God says here. Verse 20 goes on. And the Lord said, because, and watch this, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, God says, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. God comes down to personally investigate the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah before pronouncing judgment upon them. Now, God, of course, is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He already knew everything the people of Sodom were doing, but he still came down and made a full investigation before judging those cities. Now, one lesson One lesson that we are taught by God's actions here is that we need to thoroughly investigate all the facts in a matter before passing judgment on it. Even God does that. We need to see all the facts first before jumping to a conclusion. We don't want to jump to a conclusion with only part of the story or some of the facts has gotten us in a lot of trouble in doing that in our country. We want to have all the facts. We should wait to withhold our judgment until we have all the facts and then thoroughly scrutinize all the facts before making a judgment. Another lesson that we learn here is that God is the judge of all. God is the judge of all. And he doesn't use the standards of society as his basis of judgment or the laws of the land as his standard. And God doesn't grade on a curve. You know, God says the sin of Sodom is very grave to him, grievous to God. And understand what was grave to God was accepted and common and normal and legal to the people of Sodom. And the fact that it was accepted and common and normal and legal didn't matter to God and it didn't change his judgment of those cities. God judges according to his own set of standards, not society's standards. Not the standards of the culture. He uses his own standards for judgment. And his standard is the word. So verse 22, Then the men, that would be the two angels, turned away from there, and they went towards Sodom. We'll learn more about that in chapter 19. But Abraham stood before the Lord. He's still there before God. Verse 23, And Abraham came near, and he asked a question. Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? And Abraham asks a very important question. Would God destroy the righteous with the wicked in his judgment? Now, why does Abraham ask this question? He asks this question Because his nephew Lot lives in the city of Sodom. Abraham was concerned about his family going through the judgment, experiencing the judgment of God. Just as probably all of us have family members 
who have not put their trust in Jesus Christ for salvation and we're concerned for them. We love them, we care for them, and we don't want to see them face God's judgment. Abraham was concerned for his family living in Sodom. And so what did Abraham do? Abraham talked to God on their behalf. Abraham interceded on their behalf with God. You know, that's something that we can do for our family members who haven't trusted Christ. We can pray for them. We can intercede for them on their behalf with God. You know, praying is one of the most powerful and effective things we can do as Christians. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And after asking this question, would would you also destroy the righteous with, with the wicked? Abraham began to ask additional questions of God. You know, God invites us to come and reason with him and talk things through and and pour out our hearts before him in prayer. And and that's what Abraham does. He, he, He works through this thing with God in prayer. Verse 24, Abraham says, well, suppose there were 50 righteous Within the city, would, would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Abraham says, it just wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be just of God to judge the righteous with the wicked. You know, from his question here and his line of questioning, it's clear that Abraham understood that God must punish sinners. And at the same time, God should be merciful to the righteous. That's just just, that's just right. It's, It's right for sin to be punished. And it's right for God to show mercy to the righteous. Now, let me just be clear here for us. Our righteousness comes from Jesus Christ. We don't have our own righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags to God. The Bible says the righteousness we have comes from putting our trust in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. We are made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ. We're made righteous or declared righteous through faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. For Abraham here, it's not just, it's not right for God to destroy the righteous or punish the righteous with the wicked. So verse 26, now he gets into this negotiation. So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will 
spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than fifty righteous. Would you destroy all of the city for lack of five? And so God said, If I find there forty-five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, Suppose there should be forty found there. And so he said, I I will not do it for the sake of 40. Then he said, well, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. And so he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. And so God said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. And then he said, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak but once more. Suppose ten should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. I'd like to bring Abraham with me to negotiate the price on a car. Right? (laughs) Wouldn't you? Boy, oh boy, we started at 50, we ended at ten. Now why does Abraham stop at ten? Why didn't he go to five or two or three? Because Lot's family. Lot's family consisted of ten people. He's concerned about his family, just as you and I were concerned about our family being spared the judgment of God. Lot has 10 people in his family. When you add up the number of children, his wife, his sons-in-law, there's there's 10 that are there. Now, a few observations that we can make about Abraham's prayer that I think have application for us. First of all, Abraham came to God with boldness, making his request known to God. Abraham was bold in his prayer. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can be bold in our prayer. Second, Abraham prayed with boldness coupled with humility. Humility. In verse 27, he said, I am nothing but dust and ashes. I, I'm just dirt. Right, but, but he, So he's, he's humble. There's a humility in the way that he approaches God. There's not an arrogance or a pride in his prayer. So he's, he's both bold and humble in his, his prayer. Third, Abraham was very specific in his prayer. He wasn't vague at all. He used precise numbers here. I mean, we should be specific in prayers. And fourth and finally... Abraham was persistent in prayer. He started at 50 and worked his way down to 10. You know, Jesus told us in prayer to to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Be persistent in prayer. Keep praying until you get an answer to the prayer. From his prayer, Abraham came to a deeper understanding of the mercy of God. And that's one of the wonderful things about prayer is that we come to understand God's character and God's mercy in a deeper way. He came to understand that God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. Even if there are only a small number of righteous, God will spare the entire city For the sake of those few righteous that are in that city. Listen, righteous people 
righteous people in a society, even, even if it's a small minority, benefit the entire society. Righteous people in a society, even if it's a small number, benefit the entire society. They preserve the whole society from God's judgment. Society doesn't realize how essential church is. It is because of the righteous in the society that God withholds his judgment upon that society. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said that believers are the salt of the earth. And it's emphatic in the Greek, meaning Christians, he said, you're the only salt. You're the only salt of the earth. You're the only preservative in the world. And that the presence of the church on the earth is the only preserving influence in this dark and dying world. The promise here is that God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. As long as the righteous are in there, in the, in the city, as long as the righteous people, people that have righteousness through Jesus Christ, as long as they are present within society, it preserves that society. Even if it's a very small number of righteous that are there, it has a preserving effect upon that society and upon that culture. In chapter 19, we'll see that there are actually only four righteous people living in the city of Sodom. There's not ten righteous people. There's four. And what God does is God will remove the four righteous people from Sodom before he pours out his judgment upon that city. And what God did at Sodom is a picture of what God will do in the world in the future before the tribulation, before the time of his judgment comes upon the earth. God will remove the believers in Jesus Christ from the earth before he pours out his judgment on the earth in the tribulation period. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 1 Thessalonians 4, where he describes what is called the rapture of the church, where Jesus Christ descends and he he catches away the believers off of the earth. And Paul says, uh, those who are alive and remaining until the coming of the Lord will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then right after that, Paul says, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation Through our Lord Jesus Christ. God will save his church from the wrath to come upon the earth by removing his church. Just like he removed the four righteous out of Sodom first. He's going to remove his church from the earth before he pours out his judgment. Before the tribulation begins. The Bible says the Lord knows how to deliver the godly. And to reserve the wicked for the day of judgment. Those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, they have their sins forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. They have eternal life through Jesus Christ, and they have the assurance that they will escape the hour of judgment that will come upon the earth. Because God is a just God, and God is a righteous God, and God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. He will spare the righteous, those who have found righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. He will spare them of the judgment that is to come. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how He interacts and intercedes with those He's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together, after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, We'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.